Hello, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Today is November the 5th, day 309 out of the year, and we are reading from Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 20. Let's begin with a reading from the Bible. Third missionary journey. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul travelled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus, on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience? He asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then, when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve men in all. Paul ministers in Ephesus. Then Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some became stubborn, rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. So Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. Then he held daily discussions at the lecture hall of Tyre. This went on for the next two years, so that people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. A group of Jews was travelling from town to town casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, was doing this. But one time, when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house, naked and battered. The story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus, to Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honoured. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices A number of them who had been practising sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars, so the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. This is the word of the Lord. Here ends the first reading. Now let's turn to the New Living Translation. Ephesus was the capital and leading business centre of the Roman province of Asia, part of present-day Turkey. 
a hub of sea and land transportation, it ranked with Antioch of Syria and Alexandria in Egypt as one of the great cities on the Mediterranean Sea. Paul stayed in Ephesus for a little over two years. There he wrote his first letter to the Corinthians to counter several problems the church in Corinth was facing. Later, while imprisoned in Rome, Paul wrote a letter to the Ephesian church, the book of Ephesians. John's baptism was a sign of repentance from sin only, not a sign of new life in Christ. Like Apollos, these Ephesian believers needed further instruction about the message and ministry of Jesus Christ. They believed in Jesus as the Messiah, but they did not understand the significance of the work of the Holy Spirit. Becoming a Christian involves turning from sin, repentance, and turning to Christ, faith. These believers were incomplete. In the book of Acts, believers received the Holy Spirit in a variety of ways. Usually, the Holy Spirit would fill a person as soon as he or she professed faith in Christ. Here, that filling happened later because these disciples' knowledge was incomplete. God was confirming to these believers, who did not initially know about the Holy Spirit, that they were a part of the church. The Holy Spirit's filling endorsed them as believers. Pentecost was the formal outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church. The other outpourings in the book of Acts were God's way of uniting new believers to the church. The mark of the true church is not merely right doctrine, but right actions, the true evidence of the Holy Spirit's work. When Paul laid his hands on these disciples, they received the Holy Spirit, just as the disciples had at Pentecost, resulting in outward visible signs of the Holy Spirit's presence. This also had happened when the Holy Spirit had come on the Gentiles. Much had been made about this passage and others in Acts that depict believers speaking in tongues. Some have uncomfortably downplayed or dismissed these historical events. Others have tried to duplicate them. Few issues have prompted more argument and confusion or split more churches. We should remember that tongue speaking is not the central theme of the book of Acts. The point of Luke's history is the faithful communication of the gospel to the ends of the earth. If we want to be doers of the word, we will faithfully be involved in the same process of evangelism. Seek to share your faith in the power of the Holy Spirit and leave it up to God to give you whatever experiences he thinks you need. Paul spoke in a lecture half hall at this school. Such halls were used in the morning for teaching philosophy but they were empty during the hot part of the day about 11 to 4 p.m. because many people did not work during those hours. They would come to hear Paul's preaching. The province of Asia refers to Asia Minor or modern day Turkey. During this time Paul and his co-workers spread the good news throughout the land. These Jews travelled from town to town, making a living by claiming to heal people and drive out demons. Often they would recite a whole list of names in their incantation to be sure of including the right deity. Here they were trying to use Jesus' name in an effort to match Paul's power. Some Ephesians engaged in exorcism and occult practices for profit. 
the sons of Sceva were impressed by Paul, whose power to drive out demons came from God's Holy Spirit, not from witchcraft, and was obviously more powerful than theirs. They discovered, however, that no one can control or duplicate God's power. These men were calling on the name of Jesus without knowing him personally. The power to change people comes from Christ. It cannot be tapped by reciting his name like a magic charm. God works his power only through those he chooses. Ephesus was a centre for black magic and other occult practices. The people cooked up magical formulas to give them wealth, happiness and success in marriage. Superstition and sorcery were commonplace. God clearly forbids such practices. You cannot be a believer and hold on to the occult, black magic or sorcery. Once you begin to dabble in these areas, you may become obsessed by them because Satan is very powerful. But God's power is even greater. If you are mixed up in the occult, learn a lesson from the Ephesians and get rid of anything that could trap you in such practices. Here ends the second reading. Let us pray. Lord, this day we give you thanks for everything that you have placed on our path, for all the obstacles and challenges and blocks and problems. Lord, we know, as we have read here, that you give us whatever experiences you think we need. Lord, we are blessed to experience what you are placing down before us. Lord, we know that you are a good God and you have a design and a plan in mind. For the road is long and challenging, but you provide great comfort to us. You quench our thirst, you nourish us, you provide us food to feast on, you give us life, you breathe breath into our body. Lord, you are the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the Good Shepherd, the kindest and compassionate, most compassionate man that ever did walk this earth. Lord, we pray this day that in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, that you would come down upon our lives and guide us, that you would give us strength with whatever we are dealing with at this moment in time, because Lord, you are bigger than that. Lord, we know that if we look within ourselves and draw deeply within the reserves that you have gifted us, that nothing can overcome us, nothing can overturn us. Lord, we look within to our true source of power and we build our lives upon this firm foundation. Lord, we praise you this day. For you are a good God. And eventually, with time and patience, trust and faith, all things are working out for your good, for the glory of God, with your best intention in mind. Lord, we hope that today we 
are guided by you in our thoughts, words and deeds. Lord, put good and pure intentions in our heart and help us to live a life of service. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.